0: The Dominator is now. And back. (laughs) Rocket ship hands. Are you ready? Are you ready to be dominated? Members of the general public who like fantasy football. I was
1: waiting for the announcer. Are you ready
0: to rumble? Let's get ready to
1: dominate.
0: (laughs) So let's go team by team. Final cuts. Okay. Okay. Buffalo Bills. Anything interesting from final cuts in the Buffalo Bills? Rapid fire. We're going all rapid fire. 32 teams. Interesting final cuts. Zach Moss makes the team. Taiwan Jones makes the team. They're carrying four running backs. Does that matter?
1: No, I don't think I don't think the latter two really matter. I, Moss will probably get a couple carries here and there, but it's going to be primarily Singletary and Cook. Jameson Crowder makes the team. Eh. It's, I still think it's McKenzie. OJ Howard cut. That does not surprise me. You saw the early reports in camp, and they were saying that uh, um, he looked big on the field, not in a good way. And so, that was you, you kept hearing that all throughout the off season. So, it, big name out of college hasn't really amounted to what we thought he was going to be in the NFL. Doesn't surprise me. Doesn't love the sport.
0: It's okay. You have no
1: idea. You have no idea whether a guy is is going to love the sport. Tight ends need to love the sport.
0: Yeah, they need to love the sport. It's a very, very excruciatingly difficult and painful position to play. You have to absolutely love it. You have to love it. Like that guy Rodrigo, number forty-four for the Lions. You watching Hard Knocks?
1: Oh, I have. I have not finished it. I-
0: oh my god, he loves football. Oh my god, he loves hitting and he loves football. And the coaches are like, "This guy's a rookie. How are you letting him do this?"
1: And I love that his name's not even Rodrigo.
0: I know. Watch
1: Rodrigo.
0: Be more like Rodrigo. They're talking to a guy who's in his 8th year. They're like, "Be more like Rodrigo." And he's like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> this guy's a day 3 pick. He's a rookie. What what's happening?
1: Looks better than a day 3 pick though.
0: I'm like, "Hey guys, it's called loving football." Yes. Yeah. Giving it your all. It's called loving football, but also loving it so much that you study it so that in the moment it's instinctual. Yes. That's part of it, too. That's part of what it's not just loving to hit. It's that when you see a particular formation or you see a particular play unfolding, your body starts moving before your brain can even register it because you've poured over so much film and you've gone over it again and again and again. See, that's the cheat code that these guys don't typically leverage is that they run a lot of the same plays over and over and over again. So if you just ask the coaches for the practice film and you take it home and you, and you watch it over and over and over again and and let it permeate your brain. They're going to run those same plays tomorrow. It's not like you're going to be facing a brand new team with a brand new offensive coordinator and a whole new system. And you're going to have to quickly try to pick up what they're doing. No, you can just get the practice film because they film every play and you could just dive into it every night and just be like, I'm spending two hours just re-watching the plays they ran, and then you're going to see that same play again, and then you're going to be instantly there, and it's almost like you're cheating, right? And the coaches aren't going to know doing your homework they're not gonna know they're just like oh this 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 Rodrigo he's he's always a step ahead and he loves football and we just love this guy and and, you know we're gonna talk about him all the time on hard knocks and he's like meanwhile he's like listen guys all the answers to the test are right here every day you just have to take the the tape home with
1: you yeah, and they know the players and they get to hang out. I mean, there's there's so many benefits of watching tape and film, like not even from an NFL standpoint, but from a fanalist standpoint. It, you know, being being an analyst and a fan, you can go out there and and better your own fantasy teams by watching film. So it applies on both sides of the game, the NFL level, and from our side. So go home and watch the film. And props to Shervon and
0: Jack. Props to Shervon and Jack. They are grinding. These are the unheralded members of the underworld updating these depth charts. I mean, look at the Miami depth chart right now. There's Skylar <laughs> Thompson. There's Salvon Ahmed. No Sony Michelle. Bye bye. No Jared Doakes. Bye bye. So Skylar Thompson is interesting. Skylar Thompson's actually the reason why I'm fine cutting Teddy Bridgewater and Superflex. I don't think it's going to happen for Teddy Bridgewater, and I think Skylar Thompson's coming for his job. Skylar Thompson's looked great, and he's won. A roster spot, and he's on track to be the, the, the full-time backup to someone who's been pretty fragile throughout his NFL career into a, a Tongaveloa, doesn't have the best pocket awareness for uh, edge rushers bearing down on him. So Skylar Thompson, very deep, dynasty leagues that are 2QB and super flex, but this is just strengthening the hand of Chase Edmonds, baby. Strengthening the hand, no Sony Michelle strengthening
1: the hand. We know it's not going to be Raheem used Mostert. He's getting old. You know, I was actually surprised they actually cut Sony. I thought they were going to cut either Salvin Ahmed or Miles Gaskin. I did not think it was going to be Sony. Mm. Um, but Dust makes me wonder how much more Raheem Mostert is going to be involved. Mostert initially said that he wasn't going to be heavily involved. So does that mean that Gaskin's going to be more involved than people are thinking? Probably. So, uh, something to monitor definitely as as we hit week one. I, I again, it's, or or it's just more Chase Edmonds, or
0: sixty five percent Chase Edmonds, which is what I speculated on my, the the last podcast I did with the JJ reason,
1: Yeah, I think Edmonds is looking really good too, and Ooh, yeah. you know he's a prolific pass catcher, and and he's he's finally going to get the opportunity to carry the the lion's share on the ground as well. <sighs> as long as he can stay healthy, big season in the mix for Chase Edmonds, Eric. Uzukama <laughs>
0: is the number four receiver there? Your pronunciation is on point. Is it good? It's
1: pretty good. Oh, I mean, uh, you said Tua, you said Tua, well, I know you're gonna I know you're gonna pronounce Albert O's name well. we'll get there. Yeah, come on. <laughs> that one's That's my man.
0: Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean the, the number four receiver, he's not that athletic. He's comparable to Zach Pascal in a good way. possession receiver. So not someone I'm getting too excited about. No, he's not. He's not going to do shit, right? Wasn't super dominant, but he's going to be a role player. But I do have some Cedric Wilson in best ball. Uh, Still wheels up for for some Cedric Wilson spike weeks. You'll you'll see a few of those this year. So that's that's interesting. Not a lot going on other than just the wheels up all the way up for Chase Edmonds. They cut Preston Williams. Exactly. Patriots cutting Kevin Harris. Shame on them and the league's going to let him get away with it. The league's going to let Kevin Harris pass through waivers and go to the practice squad. I know what's going to happen and fuck everybody. <laughs> fuck everyone for letting that happen. Meanwhile, the Titans are like we can't cut Julius Chestnut. Right? We're not we can't do it. We're too afraid. He looks good. The 49ers are like we can't cut Mason. We're too afraid. Chestnut, Mason, these guys, these undrafted guys, they're getting Rostered on the fifty-three man rosters, they're getting held, and yet the Patriots are drafting Kevin Harris, who is one of the top running back prospects in all of college football recently. And they're like, "Nah, we'll throw him <laughs> back, and he'll come right back to us." And I'm like, "What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you, people? What is?" And they do the same thing with Baltimore, they do the same thing with Tyler Beatty. How is this possible? They're out here signing J- Michael Hasty, the Jaguars. Really, really, they don't have any deep scouting for the Jacksonville Jaguars that you don't know that Kevin Harris and Tyler Beatty are better than Jamichael Hasty. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing how easily I could build a roster of high quality depth players where in the case of injury, if I was the general manager, our team would be well positioned. It's a joke.
1: Real quick, a little off topic, but doesn't Matthew Slater look like he's like fifty and like he's coaching? I love him though. I love <laughs> the
0: glasses. He's great. <laughs> he lo- he's great. I, he's he's also you know special teamer, all pro special teamer, carving out a career in the NFL, and doing something that's not easy. I, I appreciate Matthew Slater very much. Nelson Aguilar made the team, so that's news. It is news. And uh, Devin Oziyazi didn't.
1: Yeah, that's not not a surprise. They're
0: going to try to stash him on the on the practice squad if they can. He probably should have been cut last year. Honestly, I think he's worth picking up. If I'm if I'm a team, I'm trolling, and I'm, I'm picking up Ozzy. Ozzy and picking up Kevin Harris. Shame on the Patriots. they they there's just they're, there's so much hubris there, and the reason why they're so overconfident is because the the league lets them get away with it every single year. And uh, Mike White, Mike White retains a stranglehold on the number two quarterback job for now until Zach Wilson comes back. There was some questions whether Mike White was going to be able to hold on. He did. He's just a Joe Flacco bomb game or injury away. And he had a 400 yard game once upon a time. Uh, Tevin Coleman, gone. Uh, Finally, mercifully Ty Johnson elevated now to the number uh, three spot. Three spot. So he's not dead yet. Ty Johnson, not dead yet. Denzel Mims, not released. He played himself onto the active roster with an exceptional game in preseason reminiscent of his senior bowl. It's only been three years, Denzel, but it's good to have
1: you back, buddy. I was hoping he'd go to Atlanta or somebody that needy, the Bears, somebody where they actually use them.
0: Oh, Atlanta? So he could compete with Brian Edwards? Yeah. The other Denzel Mims? <laughs> exactly. I mean, they was the same guy. Same guy. I just want to mention, Tyler Conklin has won that starting tight end job. He is a two-way tight end, all-purpose player. Athletic, great hands, tough, good blocker. Did well last year. CJ Ozoma is is now gonna be relegated to an inline second tight end. No one you need to worry about. I'm picking up Tyler Conklin in a lot of leagues where we start two tight ends or tight end premium. He's available everywhere. And he was very good with the Vikings. He was very good. He looked like a pumped up wide receiver. He was so fluid.
1: Yeah, he did he he did wonderful last year in Minnesota and, and- We saw early reports at a camp if people were paying attention that he already won the pass catching role back in like July and June, and and so you know a lot of high stakes drafts he's been drafted everywhere, and and people were taking him over Uzoma all 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 off season. So um, the news is out there; you got to follow it right and make sure you're listening to beat reporters and and getting getting a head start on other players because Conklin's going to be you know great for best ball because he was free, he was legitimately free.
0: Ravens cut Tyler Beatty just because they can, and they stash him just because the the NFL is filled with general managers that don't know a goddamn thing.
1: They picked up every old running back in the world. And they kept (laughs) Justice Hill. They did keep Justice Hill. Who is
0: explosive and has a volume pass catching season on his college resume. I will say that.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I don't think it's gonna happen. But it's it's that definitely wishful thinking.
0: I am a truther. Yeah, you have him on a roster. <laughs> I was gonna say, I do. I'm in a I'm in a lot of deep dynasty leagues. So yes, <laughs> I have I I have him, and I'm not ashamed of it. And it also appears that uh, Tylen Wallace made the team. Mm-hmm. So. That's something. He's never going to do anything, but that's something that's noteworthy. And uh, now Kenyon Drake is there, and that's a bummer that uh, Mike Davis, the week one hero that we needed and wanted, is probably not as interesting anymore. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Real quick, though. We can't skim over Isaiah Likely. Isaiah Likely is looking phenomenal, and I, I think he's hands down the number two tight end in this offense probably the number three option in the passing game, maybe four at the worst. Um, this makes more sense now why this team didn't go out and sign a wide receiver. You're that high on him, huh? He's basically, they're, they're like, hey, we we have our Kyle Pitts. He is, he's, he looks like Kyle Pitts, he does. He's like, we got our
0: we got our discount Kyle Pitts.
1: That's it's exactly what it is, discount Kyle Pitts. That's what
0: they got. I mean, he has an <laughs> early breakout age. The guy has an incredible burst score. He's not as athletic or big as I would like, but if they're going to play him in line you know, only in 12 personnel and then otherwise play him in the slot. Fuck. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's going to do well.
0: Why not? Why not? Why not? Hey, we're in rapid fire. We're in rapid fire. What about the Steelers? They're keeping Jalen Warren.
1: Goodbye. Anthony McFarland. Did you see the, um, the quote on him today? It was, uh, uh, people were congratulating him five minutes before the cut deadline. He's like, I still have five minutes. Like, don't congratulate me yet. Oh, he's clever. I like it. Yeah. So it's great. I've been adding him a lot in drafts. I like. I like that he's there and the amount of touches that Najee has. Plus, you look at the the Liz Frank's fracture or, or sprain that he had. I should say in in camp that was kind of kept hush hush. Um, uh, who knows? Yeah. What's What's going to happen? And with a, a big back, you know, mm. dude, Liz Frank.
0: How is it possible? That a a running back is getting drafted in the first round of fantasy drafts on one of the worst teams, one of the worst offenses, one of the worst offensive lines, and the word Liz Frank is associated with him, and he's getting drafted in the first round, that doesn't make any sense. Is that just because he went to Alabama?
1: Is that, that it? Like, if he went to Memphis, no one would be drafting him, right? Everyone's chasing the targets is what it is. And we're not going to see them on the volume this year with, no. with Big Ben gone. It's just no. not going to happen. And so no. he's, he's my running back 13. I've already got a lot of heat for it, and I don't care. He's probably too high in my rankings. Run, 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 run,
0: run, run, and hide. Anything interesting with the Browns? They kept Anthony Schwartz. That's interesting. They've also kept Jerome Ford. So they're keeping four running backs on the active roster. They were not able to trade Kareem Hunt, and they did not drop him. They've also kept Mike Woods as their number 5 receiver, also interesting. Mike Woods, not terrible. Cody likes him. Average athleticism, comparable to DeMarcus Lodge. He's probably not going to be anything other than a possession receiver, but it's interesting. It's it's interesting that this guy is is a rookie who was a 6th round pick and he was kept on the active roster. That is interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, they've run four and five wide receiver sets less than 1% of the time. And I, yeah, not that interesting, but okay. I get it.
0: Anthony Schwartz struggled throughout preseason, and he is hanging on by a thread. He needs Deshaun Watson back so desperately. Mm. The Bengals, nothing interesting here. Nothing inter- The only thing interesting here was really that news surfaced that they still view Samaj AP Ryan as the number two there, which really chills the enthusiasm around chris evans and i may have led that enthusiasm and i'm not <laughs> sorry i think that chris evans is better it's a matter of time
1: yeah i, I think it's a matter of time as well we saw what smudge up here wasn't able to do in the super bowl i don't think they're going to keep going back to that well and over and over again so maybe wrong but chris evans is the superior talent so hopefully they, they get it figured out Houston Texans have cut Marlon Mack,
0: and you should be ashamed of yourself, Billy, for drafting so much Marlon Mack and telling our listeners to draft Marlon Mack, and I've seen that you've been getting uh, a torrent of criticism on Twitter, Mm -hmm. and I wonder if that's affecting you personally.
1: No. Zero regrets. (laughs) Zero regrets. Thank you. Yes, fuck
0: all those people. Yes.
1: They suck. They suck. I'm I'm I was wrong. Rex Burkhead was the correct answer here. Apparently, I yeah. you know late late round flyer. You could have done much worse. I mean, we're talking rounds, you know, 16 through 20. So. At the end of the day, it didn't cost you a lot. still an opportunity. He passed waivers, and so he's on the practice squad now. So still an opportunity for him to make um, a debut here for the Texans. I mean, no Royce Freeman anymore. Um, So it's just Damon Pierce and Rex Burkhead. A lot can happen in the NFL season. So I still think there's a chance for Marlon Mack here in 2022. Did they keep Daria Gumbawale? I think so. I haven't seen that he was cut, but I think they did.
0: I believe they did. I believe they did. Another uh, aced
1: pronunciation. I was about to say another good pronunciation. You know what we should do? We should do like a, an, an analyst spelling bee in pronunciation, like just like have it given people names and they have to spell it and pronounce it. I mean, I, I, I
0: hate to like I hate to admit <laughs> that I'm ambitious about things, but I do aspire to be like a professional level broadcaster. It's It's a it's a terrible thing to admit. It's embarrassing, but I do I do care. And uh, you know, I, 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 but I pretend not to when I mispronounce names. Like, oh, it doesn't matter. This is just my <laughs> podcast. I can say whatever I want. But really, in the back of my head, I'm like, God damn it, I mispronounced it. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, I have to Google it because I don't watch full broadcasts with the volume. So, or like with college players, it's not like I watch some of all these games, right? Like, like Albert Quick went to what Missouri. I think I'm watching a lot of Missouri Tigers. Come on, man. No. But yes, Dare has an all-purpose skill set. It's just fine. He's not great at anything, but he's just good enough in every single phase, just <laughs> like Rex Burkhead, which is why they kept him. It's interesting also that they have signed one Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson did not make it through waivers, Buccaneers. So the Buccaneers were like, well, how, how do the, the Ravens and the Patriots do this? Why can't we get our guys through waivers? And the, the Texans were like, oh, no, 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 no. This, this is the value possession receiver that is available post-cuts. He's the best. He's not explosive. He's not, a, he's not a, a field stretcher. But if you want a possession receiver to poach off a team after final cuts – Tyler
1: Johnson's your guy. F Tyler Johnson. I hate that guy. He, cost, he cost me 20 grand last year. I, 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 I will never. Oh, that's right. I F. forgot. Tyler Johnson.
0: Oh, that's right. Oh, you started Tyler Johnson. And as you should have, it was, the, it was, the, it was the sharp play. I know you want to hear his name. Let's move on. Let's move on. I know. I know. I know. We're going to move on. we got to move on. Brevin Jordan. though. Brevin Jordan. I'm not salty. at Interesting.
1: Yep. Brevin Jordan. Interesting. They resigned uh, Akins the practice squad today. The they just can't seem to get rid of that guy. But Brevin Jordan seems to have a pretty secure role on the on the one, and I think it's going to be have a big impact here this year. I had to drop Brevin
0: Jordan in a dynasty league where we cut down to twenty two players, and I have Travis Kelsey and Zach Ertz, and I had no choice but to cut Brevin Jordan. It was heartbreaking. No, you can't cut Brevin Jordan. Who are the options? No, you can't. It's a best ball league.
1: You oh, okay. I thought you said dynasty.
0: You can't, you can't carry three tight ends if your other tight ends are Kelsey and Ertz.
1: He's never going to enter your lineup. No, okay. I thought you said dynasty. Sorry. You can't do it. It is dynasty. Oh, it's a dynasty best ball. But you cut. It's a best ball
0: dynasty league where you cut down to twenty two players. Do you realize how hard it is for me to cut down to twenty two players, given how deep and great my rosters are? Oh, but it's dynasty best ball. I mean, and oh. and it's a win now team. <sighs> It's a win now team. Oh. I'm not going to cut good players. I'm not doing it. And players that can help. And also, you have to carry uh, two defenses, two kickers in best ball. Mm. Sometimes you can get away with one kicker, but you got to carry two defense. You have to carry two defenses. Next thing you know, you're cutting a Brevin Jordan. They, you know that it's fine when you go to the waiver wire and you see there's a lot of Conklins and a lot of good tight yeah. ends available. So you just have to you just have to close your eyes. And let go of an exciting young player. It's 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 like, oh, it's it's tough. But I would, uh, you know, I I cut Galladay. I mean, you got to do it. You, it's just like, what am I doing here? Like the choice. I believe the final choice was between Josh Palmer and Brevin Jordan. And I'm keeping Josh Palmer, bro. I ain't letting Josh Palmer slip through my fingers in a best ball league. Yeah, I like Josh Palmer a lot too. Dynasty? Are you kidding me? I love Josh Palmer. I'm not letting that happen. No way. I mean there's a bunch of easy cuts like, you know, Kennedy Brooks. Bye-bye. You know, like there's e- there's easy ones and then that's like I was like Previn Jordan. Oh, that was a cut. Oh, that was that one. That one hurt me. That one cut me to cut him. It cut me to cut him. Is there
1: is there trading in like like are you are you able to trade?
0: I could do that. There are some people that do that. Can I tell you how lame that is? When final <laughs> cuts, you get all these 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 worthless just flaccid trades. Where it's like a seventh rounder for Brevin Jordan, it's like don't even waste my time with this.
1: Cut the motherfucker and move on. No, I'm a grinder. I'll, I'll try to get a, a last round pick. I'll, I know you are. I I'll just, throw it out there and just like, if 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 they don't want it, fine, that's okay. But at least you got to give it a shot. I, I'm a big believer. This is where we're different. This is where we're different. It's fine. <laughs> it's absolutely fine. I have an interesting. Hold up. You get like four or five of those seventh rounders and you package them. And you move up two or three rounds. No, I know. And if, you, if you do it enough no I, I know you take a penny and then you get a dime and then you move up yep. to a quarter and then a dollar and the next thing you know you're a millionaire exactly and then the next thing you know you turn brevin jordan into jonathan taylor no yes yes, yes billy i'm aware of <laughs> this this cliche yes billy yes
0: <laughs> very aware I, I also know this is this is how this is how you and I are. You know, I'm a little snobbier when it comes to these things. And that's fine. You are the grinder that we want, the grinder that we need. Can I just I'll just you know what? I'll just go. I'll, I'll lay the team out and you can tell me if I made a mistake. Are you ready for
1: this real quick? It's you've heard of the saying, would you rather have a penny doubled every day for 30 days or, or like I think it's like a million dollars or something like that. Right. Yeah. If you, if you do the math, it's the penny. It's the penny. Of course. So would you rather have a Brevin Jordan doubled every day or would you rather have a Jonathan Taylor? You, you,
0: you, tell, me, you tell me if I made a mistake. You ready for this? Let's let's hear it. Okay. So the team is, it's super flex. So it, you need to carry three quarterbacks if you know what yep. you're doing. So it's Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, Matthew Stafford. Okay. okay. Running backs, Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon, Travis Etienne, Javante Williams, Tyrion Davis-Price.
1: That's a really good running back core, by the way. Thank you. Are you in a four-man league?
0: No, I'm kidding. 12th, I'm kidding. Man,
1: <laughs> I'm, kidding. Okay. I'm not going to say the
0: platform it's on. It's a competitor <laughs> to the FFWC. And I've been in it with a buddy for a long time. And we drafted Jonathan Taylor in the startup. So I guess it's we've been in it a few years. But you yeah. know, we're very happy with the team. And I remember everyone was like raising an eyebrow. You're drafting Jonathan Taylor in the early second round. I think what we did was we traded out of our first rounder. And we traded back to the second round, and we drafted Jonathan Taylor with our pick that we traded for. Uh, So wide receiver, Christian Watson, Rashad Bateman, Joshua Palmer, Kenny Galladay, Russell Gage, Marquise Brown, Deontay Johnson, Allen Robinson, Gabriel Davis, tight ends, Zach Ertz, Travis Kelsey. I went down to one kicker, Tyler Bass. I felt that was safe. And then defenses, Chargers, and Washington.
1: Yeah, you made the right call. You had to cut Brevin Jordan there. It's just...
0: That team is so good. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure that like, 100% that Galladay is totally dust. So I was really... I, I had cut down to one kicker. And I was like, I could cut down to one defense just to see week one. And then I could mm-hmm. maybe cut Galladay instead. But I was like, what are you doing, dude? Why are you trying to keep a, a, a tight end that's never going to enter your lineup? Stop being... That's a win-now team. I think it's yeah. definitely... I, yeah. I think he made the right call. Take your head out of your ass and stop being that guy. And I was like, okay, I will. Okay, fine. Okay. We just did a deal where I traded my first rounder next year for Marquise Brown and a third rounder. So that was the that was the final cherry on top of that team. I didn't have yeah. Marquise Brown a week ago.
1: Okay. It definitely helps to that team, I think. and I, It's deep. It's definitely win-now.
0: I win-now. I win-now. Uh, uh, Pickens was not there. That's how we ended up with uh, Watson. And uh, in the other league I'm in with Mike Randall, Pickens was there, so we have Pickens instead of Watson. That was the only way to improve that team if we could somehow have it. Anyway, whatever. It's a great team. Great team. Moving on to uh, the teams that are cutting players, adding players, the Colts. The mm. Colts shed a bunch of running backs. They did not cut Deion Jackson. Yeah.
1: It's interesting. I mean, I and they picked up Tyson Williams in the beginning of camp, and it's easily JT and Naheem Hines, but if anything happens, I think Tyson probably gets mixed in the most. Uh, Deion Jackson
0: has an incredible speed score.
1: Yeah.
0: And he was buried on a bad offense at Duke. It's not good. He's explosive, and if, if they are sold on his instincts and his ability to play the position, maybe play some special teams – I just want to make sure that we remind everyone because this has to be said. I know for some of you it's obvious, but it has to be said. There are NFL teams that lose their entire running back core. The Baltimore Ravens lost everyone last year. Literally everybody. Okay? Everyone, it was like a nuclear bomb went off in the in the <laughs> in the running back room and everyone was gone. And they had to bring in Latavius Murray And Devontae Freeman and they had to find this Tyson Williams guy off the street and they had to put patch something together. Sometimes there is a running back room that just gets completely blown up and a guy like Deion Jackson gets an opportunity and then he's suddenly that guy that everyone's picking up in fantasy football. It's not like that with wide receivers. Right? There's at no point are we gonna everyone be running out to get Tyler Johnson. No. It's never that's not going to happen. Okay? No. <laughs> but at running back, it's interesting. It's just it's it's why I'm more likely to talk about running back than I would be in another position. Although I also believe Sam Ellinger has potential. Sam Ellinger could be one of these crafty guys that hangs around the league is a backup, but suddenly Nick Foles goes on IR, not really sure why, some wrist injury or something, bicep injury, suddenly Nick Foles on the IR. Next thing you know, Sam Ellinger is the backup quarterback to Matt Ryan, who's in his final years. And they're probably going to be good enough that they're not going to have a top-10 pick to draft a quarterback next year. I have a little Ellinger in deep 2QB and super flex leagues.
1: Damn, you're in a lot deeper leagues than I am. Um, Yeah, I... But I don't have much to say about Sam Ellinger. <laughs> he's interesting.
0: He's interesting. I like. We talked about Scholar Thompson. Also interesting. <laughs> this is why though. It's like if he were on the Bills, I wouldn't care.
1: But he's on the Colts, so that, that's where that's where that's where it matters. It's gonna take that nuclear bomb to happen to the quarterback position, though. I, it's not likely. But it's Nick Foles, dude. It is Nick Foles. It's but... Nick Foles. Next thing you know, it's next thing you know.
0: He's the next thing you know. He, he's the he's the guy behind the guy. Right? I mean, come on. He's now the guy behind the guy behind the guy, but he could be the guy behind the guy. He could be behind that guy, though, too. Yeah, and, and then suddenly he's throwing <laughs> in Michael Pittman, he's dumping it off to Nehem Hines, he's doing all these things you love. Then throwing deep to Ashton Doolin. Hey, touchdown! Ashton Doolin made the team because he's a hello and all pro. You don't cut an all pro. <laughs> and Mike Strawn made the team. Fifth receiver, Mike Strawn, size, speed, specimen,
1: small school. Stranger things. Stranger things. There's a lot of people who like like him. I, um... I prefer the the four above them: Doolin, Pierce, Campbell, and Pittman. Um, of course you do. I love Doolin, <laughs> too. You like all those guys.
0: Uh, one thing I'll say at tight end, Kylan Granson has is, is, is a clear path. It's just Mo Alley-Cox. Mo Alley cox is just a placeholder. Granson is similar to Isaiah Likely in terms of his size, his athletic profile, the fact that he's been making plays. It's like... He runs a lot of the slot. If guys are rookies... They get obsessed over by the beat reporters, but if a guy's been in the league a couple of years, they kind of forget about him, even though that Granson's making the same kind of highlight plays in the
1: same role is likely. Yeah, he was drafted last year. I owned a bit of him in, in some high stakes leagues as a dart throw late round. Nothing worked out, so just drop and pick up someone else. But I think, um, Definitely has a chance to make an impact this year. You look at the wide receiver core they have, it's it's nothing to be you know, afraid of from a, a competition standpoint. And Granson runs a lot of the slots, so definitely opportunity for him to get to see the field quite a bit.
0: No Laquan Treadwell in Jacksonville. That's wheels all the way up for Zay Jones. Permission to draft Zay Jones. Zay Jones has been the star of camp
1: at the wide receiver position. So I was adjusting those rankings after the news, um, and honestly, it was actually kind of tough to spread spread around the amount of targets that i i think i had um i think i had because it wasn't it was also lavisca like lavisca went away so lavisca traded yep so Laviska went away so there was a lot of targets to divvy up between kirk jones zay jones agnew like and it's just the four now and so you, you look at the offense and zay jones got a good bump i already had marvin jones higher than consensus he got a bump Christian Kirk got a bump. So everybody moved up quite a bit in my rankings just because it's an opportunity share thing. And and they're probably going to get Dan Arnold more involved now. Dan Arnold's was, you know, sneaky good last year. And I think that him between him and, him and Evan Ingram. Look at you. You're bringing the deep tight end knowledge. I almost forgot about Dan. Thank you. Thank you. So Dan Arnold, I think, gets a bump in rankings yes, as well because yes. uh, they're probably going to run a little bit more 12 personnel with the, with the two tight ends they have this year. Agnew's going to get in there. Agnew's a converted corner. He's probably going to be better this year. He's going to be more efficient this year. And then they signed to Hasty, which to me signals that they don't trust James Robinson's um, health at this point, And maybe they don't really like Snoop Connor. So uh, that's the only reason I think they go out and do that. I am shocked they don't like Snoop Connor.
0: <laughs> that is shocking to me. That is absolutely shocking. The guy that's just the most average running back in the history of the SEC, that they would not like that guy. I am shocked. That team. I mean, oh, God. It, it, it's just... It, I, I'm i so glad I don't live in Jacksonville and cheer for that team. It would be so difficult. It'd be so depressing. It would be just, just depressing. It's yeah. it, Because... There are easy layups right there, right? Like, like, like book moves, like in chess, like just a, a, just a standard opening move. You would make it every time. It's obvious, you know, you, you sign Kevin Harris, you sign Tyler Beatty, and they sign Jamichael Hasty, and it's just like <laughs> enough, right? Or, or you go and you overpay a particular wide receiver, right? Or you sign your own guy. To approve it, deal in shark, but no, no, no. You need to give Christian Kirk seventeen billion dollars. <laughs> what are you doing? And Zay Jones, and Zay Jones. What is happening? And then we, as fantasy gamers, are like um, we'll we'll draft Kirk and Zay Jones because of these contracts, and we are getting paid off now. We are getting paid off. Yes, <laughs> I'm happy to be paid off based on on the back of. Jaguars incompetence. competence. That's how we're getting paid off, Billy. Yeah,
1: Jag- Jaguars just, okay. yeah, they're playing checkers.
0: Uh, interesting with the Titans, Malik Willis has earned the number two job over Logan Woodside. Not that that's a big leap, but it's something. 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 And, as we mentioned earlier, they decided to keep a fourth running back in Julius Chestnut. Chestnut looks good. He is good. He is so built. Look at him and Haskins next to each other. And the traps on Chestnut, I mean, that's like you could. That's like the back to a chair.
1: Yeah, Chestnut looks good. The other interest. Oh, well, wait till you get the receivers. I don't want to. I don't want to jump the gun. Here. I'm already Keep, there. I mean, Nick okay. Westbrook akine is technically a starter. Number three, in my opinion. They cut Des
0: Fitzpatrick. Yep. And it, it appears that uh, Traylon Burks is uh,
1: not going to be trusted early. No, they're making him. They're making him earn it. You know, get out there, and he's had he's had a roller coaster per se, as as somebody on the stream might have mentioned before. Um, and uh, trailing Burke's roller coaster. Sorry. Yeah, I think I think I saw that somewhere. Yeah, I think I think I saw it on, on social media. Yeah, I think I think I saw it too. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> pretty good. That was that was awesome, by the way. Oh, and thank you. Uh, thank you. You should do one. In a, you should do one while you're flying. So the plan is the flying is once I'm comfortable in this new plane is to – I already bought the GoPro. It's up here on the shelf behind oh, me. Oh, shut up, dude. I didn't even know. We've not talked <laughs> yeah. about this before the show. Look, look, hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm going to grab it. So that's the suction We got the uh, – still in the, bo- the bag, so they got the GoPro. Oh, my God. You're going to give football takes from the sky? Yeah, I've been thinking of calling it uh, weekly ceiling plays or something and uh, being able to have it <gasps> – from the sky to where we're able to, you know, just do. I, I, I'll, I'll I'll take off and then I'll I'll um I'll get up in the air and once I'm at cruise cruise altitude, I'll be able to just talk about a player for that week <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and then go. Uh, tower, uh, you have permission
0: to <laughs> permission to pick up a Kyle Phillips. <laughs> He's now, the number two.
1: And and the beauty about it, people, because I talked about it last year, and people were like, "Oh, how unsafe you're going to be doing fantasy football takes in a plane, right?" Yeah. It's like. No, like you're literally on autopilot. <laughs> like literally. the plane, the, literally on autopilot. The plane is flying itself. It can do an approach, even. It can take you all the way into landing. Mm-hmm. And I can do it, just do a take, and it's on autopilot. The plane's flying itself, and I can look over and do a take. Like that's the plan. Can I
0: tell you something? That I can feel it when I'm on a plane and it's it, windy. Yep. And Turbulence. We're landing, and it it's it definitely feels tricky yep i can feel the autopilot can you you can too i'm sure you can feel the i I can tell i'm like oh a human's not doing this right now there is there is definitely some automatic shit that's happening
1: this is too tricky no so yeah commercial planes can actually land themselves that's what i'm saying yeah and and so they can land themselves it's very it's very difficult to tell when the autopilot ends from like a passenger standpoint i can tell yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I I you can tell on a smaller airplane, but a commercial airplane to be very difficult in my opinion. I'm just saying, I like there's no way that human beings doing this. This is this is so intricate. What's happening? <laughs> well, so the thing is, I mean, yeah, the, the planes are definitely they're going in on patterns and approaches and and doing the whole thing, but um Pilots, there's, I mean, there's really good pilots out there. They, they they, can do those things because they have to demonstrate it. Yes, they can demonstrate it with the autopilot, but if that autopilot fails or anything happens, most of these pilots know how to fly these approaches themselves because they're watching a screen, two screens, and they're watching it, and they're making sure that the autopilot is actually following the correct pattern.
0: I've had some harrowing landings.
1: <laughs> I mean, a few
0: at a BWI airport in Baltimore. Oh, my God. Oh, I just, I still to this day, I remember it. I'm like, oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, So it's not out of the realm of possibility. And I don't want to anger anyone. Okay. I'm a Traylon Burks fan, but I was also a Nikhil Harry fan. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I was too. And I'll say it. And... And I quickly pivoted to becoming a Jacoby Myers fan. I have almost as much Jacoby Myers because I got him on waivers for you know for nothing, for a dollar. Because of that, I have, I think, more Jacoby Myers in dynasty than any other wide receiver. He's so underrated. And now I have a hell of a lot of Kyle Phillips. And I'm just saying, I'm not saying that Kyle Phillips is to Jacoby Myers what Traylon Burks is. To Nikhil Harry. I'm not saying that yet.
1: I'm gonna say Jacoby Myers will throw more touchdowns in his career than Sam Ellinger.
0: <laughs> he already has. I know, but he throws like two a why? year. Why? <laughs> I mean, Sam Ellinger's like earning a living <laughs> as like a late round guy at the hardest position to play, maybe in the world.
1: It is pretty pretty hard. But Jacoby
0: Myers, Jacoby Myers is better at it. I mean, but by all means, Billy, by all means, mock him, by all means, it, it, by all I means. W- I will. Just, why wouldn't you? Kyle Phillips is interesting. Let's, I just, love let's just put that out there. Love Kyle Phillips. I also think that uh, Chigakonkwo, <laughs> I don't know if that, I don't know if that was right. I, I'm not going to question it. I don't know. Uh, he's also interesting because uh, ahead of him is just Jeff Swaim and Austin Hooper, and I like him. I like him. So he's been moving up. He's been moving up. He got A guy runs a 4-5-2 two at 245 pounds. He's another one of these move tight ends. He's another one of these discount Isaiah Likely's, really, is what he is. And this is a team that has a, 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 a hollowed out wide receiver room that's just begging for someone to step up, just like in Baltimore. And they have a move tight end who is going to earn slot snaps using his athleticism, just like Baltimore. So if we're on the lookout for the next Isaiah Likely, I give you Kylan Granson. I
1: give you Chig Okonkwo. I'm not going to lie. I've not watched much Chig Kongwo or Harry. <laughs> say, say it for me. He's not bad. I haven't watched much tape on him. So I'm going to I'm, gonna, I'm writing his name down. Chigo. I, just, I, I wrote his name down as you're talking about it. Chigo.
0: Chigo, I have a bunch of Chigo in in you know two tight ends, super deep dynasty leagues. He's interesting. Just just think about it. If we all just talk about it Likely, right? Uh, other tight ends, you know, Jeremy Ruckert and uh, Jelani Woods did not fire. Uh, Chigo had uh, had some some uh, some good practice sessions and, and and got some praise from some beat reporters. Uh, others did not. You know, this rookie tight end class. Moving on, the Broncos, not that interesting. Montreal, Washington is kept. Seth Williams is cut. And Greg Dulcich ends up on the IR. That's very good for
1: Mr. Albert O. Phenomenal. I was not buying it before that Albert O wasn't going to be playing. I'm very happy. And Melvin Gordon has green hair.
0: And by the way, all these running backs are circulating around the league and uh, the Broncos seem very happy with a Mike Boone who's gained 10 pounds and is explosive. Boone is underrated. Boone's good. There's a chance. There's a chance. There's a chance. All I'm saying is there's a chance. You're saying there's a chance. Backup tight end in Denver is Brett Rippon. I did not know that. I'm guessing you didn't either. And that's just facts. The backup tight end in Kansas City is Chad Henney, as it has been for the last decade. Isaiah Pacheco Mm -hmm. is very relevant. Yes, he is. Even as Ronald Jones somehow was not cut. He was not cut. So congrats to to Ronald Jones. He's not dead yet,
1: but it's looking grim. Yeah, I'm surprised he wasn't. I initially thought there was no way, shape, or form they would cut him uh, in the beginning of camp. And then after watching Pacheco, I thought there was no way, shape, or form that he wouldn't be cut. So uh, it's interesting to see how this backfield is going to shake out. I I've, I definitely think we're going to see CEH and Pacheco to begin, but definitely going to get McKinnon involved. And who knows, maybe Rojo kind of checks in on some goal line, So yeah, You're going to see a lot of McKinnon, I think. You're going to see a lot more McKinnon than you're ready for. And I'm fine with it because I have no
0: Clyde Irwin-Solaire. I love yeah. McKinnon. He's just never fired the way I wanted him to. He's the Jeff Janus of running backs, and I wish him all the best. I have some McKinnon.
1: He's a combine warrior.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, the number five wide receiver job secured by one Justin Watson. Six, right? Six. I guess. What do they have a Fort Cent or something ahead of him?
1: And yes, I think Sky Moore. I think Sky Moore would be fourth right
0: yeah and then Jody Fortson i think he's probably better than Jody Fortson uh Justin Watson has well above average athleticism a 92nd percentile catch radius he has size he was a dominant producer he was just caught up in that you know Buccaneers depth chart, which has so many guys like Tyler Johnson and Jalen Darden and all these guys that you know. Even Scotty Miller can stretch the field, and they have special teams ability, and they, and then they they always go two, three, four, five deep in terms of star players at wide receiver. Oh, there's now there's Julio Jones, and they're moving Russell Gage to the number four wide receiver spot. I mean, it's a nightmare. To try to get targets, earn targets from the wide receiver position in Tampa. And you move to Kansas City. You have also a high-volume field-stretching quarterback. But the competition's much... There's no Mike Evans in Kansas City. So, stranger things than Justin Watson gaining relevancy. Also, Noah Gray. This is not a deep and talented wide receiver core. And if you're going to be stashing a move tight end, those are the types of teams to target. Noah Gray is interesting.
1: Yeah, going to take an injury, but it's definitely interesting.
0: He's going to be playing in some slot snaps. He's going to they cut Blake Bell. They did cut Blake Bell. See, I pay attention to these things. See, <laughs> can I just ask you a question? Go for it. Did you know that I pay this close of attention to all these rosters?
1: Yes. Would not shock me.
0: Oh, okay. At all? All right. Well, I Cool. I guess you're not that impressed. Uh, I kind of expect it, actually. I, I'm glad that you expect it because I didn't think that I didn't know that you expected it. With the Raiders, no Kenyon Drake. Fine. They keep Brandon Bolden because he's just a, a Swiss Army knife player. Zamir White suddenly is is uh, the guy behind the guy, which is great. And Amir Abdullah is going to have games. Amir Abdullah is going to have some spike weeks because they're going to be facing a lot of negative game scripts. They can't open up any wide running lanes. He's going to get a lot of dump-off passes. I have a bunch of Amir Abdullah in deep leagues, and I'm not sorry.
1: I think Amir Abdullah is the most interesting piece so far in this offense So that we've mentioned uh, through the quarterback and running backs. But um, people are going to be surprised how involved Amir Abdullah is going to be this year. You're not allowed to be surprised because we've told you. <laughs> Bam! And Darren Waller's back
0: from his... Uh, his uh, strained contract. Yep, I like that. So welcome him back. The number two t- uh, quarterback in uh, Los Angeles is actually Chase Daniel. That's just a bit of trivia. We now know that uh, Sony Michelle is a Charger, which absolutely neuters my Joshua Kelly enthusiasm. It's very. I was. I was. I was. That was a gut punch. Okay, that hurt me. I love Joshua Kelly. He's a great guy. Great guy. Great guy. Uh, Isaiah Spiller, not great. I don't know what he is, like, personally. I just think, as a football player, overrated. And the Sonny Michelle signing tells me that he is never going to be a thing. That he has picked up a a knick-knack injury, as players like him that are soft always do. And he's always going to have some injury, and he's always going to have some excuse and some reason why he can't be the man.
1: Yeah, if you remember at the beginning of the season, I was saying I just didn't like Spiller, big guy, good hands, but just didn't like his tape. Eckler was talking up Josh Kelly a lot, so I'm interested to see what happens here with Sony Michelle, and Kelly. So when Eckler talks somebody up, I usually pay attention, and and I think, I mean, Kelly I own quite a bit of. Luckily, it's redraft. I can drop him if I need to, but uh, I want to see how this shakes out. Don't drop him yet. No, definitely not dropping him. Sony Michelle was just cut because he's dust. Yeah, I definitely have not dropped him. I will not drop him until I can get a better – clear picture
0: and uh Donald Parham on the team made the team and practice today big athletic players had some wicked injuries wicked concussion yep. neck type injuries which are uh, just uh, concerning and uh, sort of you know nauseating to even watch when they happen it's like oh God but uh I'm a fan I'm a fan of I, I, I want to see him get chances and maybe maybe Don maybe. Keep your toes in bounds. How about that? Just try. <laughs> For me, once, please. Cowboys, uh, Rico Dottle is the number three. Mm-hmm. Malik Davis was cut. Aaron Shampklin, cut. Rico Dottle, not cut. He had a broken hip, which uh, put him on the IR last year. He's interesting.
1: Definitely interesting.
0: Watch Rico Dottle be the top waiver wire candidate at some point this year. Watch it happen. And this wide receiver room is horrific. It's kind of gross. It's one of the grosser things. Noah Brown is hurt. Kavante Turpin. Special teamers. Is not interesting. I mean, he's like 166 pounds.
1: It's a great returner, but
0: that's about it. Simi Fahoko is suddenly... It's kind of interesting. ...is suddenly interesting, and he had a good camp, and he's found a way to separate. I mean, a one thirteen point seven ninety six percentile speed score comparable to Alshon. Jeffrey, I'm not buying that, but the guy had an 80th percentile dominator rating at Stanford. He was a fifth-round pick, not a seventh-round pick. This is a stashable player. Oh, definitely. Very stashable in Dynasty. Very, very stashable. Given this depth chart... Very stashable. We don't know when Gallup's going to come back. And as much as I love Jalen Tolbert, he hasn't done a goddamn thing in camp or preseason. Week
1: three is my projection for Gallup.
0: We need him back. We. I don't know why. I mean, something this raging Cowboys fan. I am a Cowboys fan. So, I'm, I mean, we, though. I mean, we. Uh, the the uh, second tight end, in case you're curious about how locked in Dalton Schultz is, Jake Ferguson. So, uh, again, draft Dalton Schultz for no other reason. With the Giants, the running backs behind Saquon Barkley are not good. So disgusting. Uh, Jayshon Corbin, I thought, was going to be a sleeper to make the roster, kind of like Mason in San Francisco. Corbin is not Mason. He was cut. Brightwell was kept. And Brightwell is just the prototypical cardboard cutout backup running back. I mean, when I think of cardboard cutout backup running back, the ultimate replaceable player in the NFL, I think of Gary <laughs> fucking Brightwell, <laughs> though, I respect him as a player and a man. I appreciate his ability to earn a living doing what is essentially a gladiator spectacle, but I'm not interested in him in fantasy football ever, even if even if there's an injury. I'm not.
1: I think he's like below a jag.
0: Potentially, though. We respect the hell out of him and wish nothing but the best for him and his family. Yeah. Sometimes it's like I'm watching the show and I'm like, why? It's <laughs> the weirdest thing. Sterling Shepard is a wild card. I I you don't normally get to say that, but he's a wild card. What's his role gonna be? I don't know. Will Kenny Galladay be able to command a single target? I don't know. What's Wandale's role versus Tony? Don't know. Don't know. We're gonna find out together on Sunday. Week one, what the hell to do with this wide receiver core. They don't have any tight end and Dan Bellinger. We'll see what happens. Chigo's had a better training camp than Dan. Dan B. Dan's a sleeper though. He's a sleeper, but I just I wish we've heard something positive mm-hmm. about him. We haven't, you know, it's like, oh, Ricky Seals Jones goes to IR. Oh, wheels up for Dan Bellinger. Uh, slow down. <laughs> a draft Saquon Barkley.
1: Mm, that's about it.
0: Philadelphia Eagles. Gardner Minshew, one of the better backup quarterbacks in the league. I like Minshew. They sign Ian Book, which I think may be setting them up to trade Minshew. Possibly. So that's something. It looks like Kennedy Brooks made the roster. Is that right? Is that Do I have that right? Or, did it, or was he caught and I didn't hear about it? Because I heard he was getting caught and then now, uh, yes, he was cut.
1: Okay, I had not heard about it because I've been flying most this week, but.
0: No, I, I, I hadn't heard about it either. It was not in my notes, uh, but it, he is not currently on an NFL team. It was like they caught him and they didn't even have the courtesy of reporting it. So that's <laughs> kind of, I mean, he was a good college running back. That's a little, I mean, not good, good. He wasn't good, good. He was productive because he was on Oklahoma. He's not good. Now, Quez Watkins locks up the number three job. Jalen Rager gets traded to the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Hightower gone, Rager gone. It's Quez Watkins and Zach Pascal behind Brown and Smith. Uh, so, like with the Giants, the takeaway is a draft AJ Brown. Absolutely. Just like the takeaway is draft Saquon Barkley. AJ Brown's going to be a monster. Yep. AJ Brown was a monster when healthy. When he was fully healthy as a rookie, he had 20 yards per reception, which is Absolutely insane for an NFL wide receiver. Unless your name is Deshaun Jackson, that's bananas for a rookie. And that's not even his role. He did that because he's such a monster after the catch. So if you want this year's Debo, could be AJ Brown. I think so. Dallas Goddard also is the best sleeper candidate to move into the the big three tight ends.
1: Hashtag good at football.
0: Just good at football. Brown good at football. I mean... Say what you want about Howie Roseman. He's getting a bunch of players like Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard, Jalen Hurts. What they all have in common, good at football. hmm And the faster they can move on from Miles Sanders, who's essentially just a more athletic version of Isaiah Spiller, the better. You're not disagreeing? No. No. Commanders. Taylor Haneke is still there, but... Though Heineke is the number two quarterback today, Sam Howell is reminiscent of Sam Ellinger. But Sam Howell had a better college resume, more draft capital, and he could be it's you know this is this this is a possibility. He had such a good preseason that I'm not putting it past Sam Howell, especially because he's mobile. That he could have some Davis Mills vibes. I'm getting some Davis Mills vibes. No.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, I like Winston Heineke still. I, Heineke's also got a little mobility. and he's, he's shown that he's been able to be serviceable, so I think it's definitely Heineke number two.
0: This shameful team kept Jonathan Williams over Jarrett Patterson. Yes, they did who was a monster in preseason, and that is just irrational. And you wonder why the Jaguars and Commanders are the Jaguars and Commanders. It's, these are moves. like We understand them as fantasy gamers, but imagine a team making all these moves at the linebacker position, at the safety position. You have to understand they're doing this everywhere. They're making suboptimal inefficient roster moves everywhere, and that is dragging down the talent profile of the team, and especially when they have injuries this is why they can't withstand them. This is why when the Ravens have injuries, they can juke and jab and they can grind out wins. Washington cannot do that because they're making all these suboptimal decisions at the bottom of the roster.
1: You have no idea why they kept Williams.
0: Cam Sims? What are you doing? <laughs> Cole Turner, John Bates at tight end? Sammy's Reyes? fuck out of here yeah it's pretty bad no but you can go to free agency and sign guys for a million dollars you it, it, you don't need to be this bad it doesn't need to be this way it doesn't need to be this way in jacksonville it doesn't need to be this way in washington it doesn't need to be this way in chicago look at chicago they could sign right now amir smith marset who was unceremoniously cut inappropriately by the Vikings over politics, over a disagreement and a feud with a corner. That corner has more draft capital. That corner is more valuable. So if there's a feud between these two guys and one guy's being threatened, and saying, Hey, sleep with your eyes open, <laughs> and the corner says, Hey, uh, coach, uh, I'm afraid
1: this isn't safe. Yeah, hostile work environment.
0: And the next thing you know, Amir uh, Smith Marset's being accused of creating a hostile work environment and he's caught. But uh, that's not to say you don't give a guy a chance. He might have learned his lesson. Okay, you shouldn't say that to someone. You shouldn't threaten your your peers and your colleagues. You're also very good at football, or he was at Iowa, and he was their best special teams asset. And he had a 100-yard game, and the one time he actually had a chance to command any kind of targets. So... The Bears need to go sign him. If they don't, they want to run with Valus Jones and Byron Pringle and Dante Pettis and Equinemius St. Brown. Shame on them. Shame on them.
1: It's such an ugly wide receiver core.
0: I I don't like the Bears. I don't like them. They are mismanaged, and that's also why we like Cole Kmet and Darnell Mooney because they're what's left.
1: Exactly. It's just a a, a default amount of targets that have to be spread around, and these are the only players they're going to— be seeing the ball the only concern is the offensive line fields fields you know preseason game i think the third one was rushed pre- uh no. the entire time like it was it was bad no stop it he kind of cleaned it up in the last game threw for three touchdowns so we'll see what happens but
0: i can't believe the raiders and the jaguars and and, and the the commanders and the bears all have bad offensive lines isn't that see that theme it's it's also <laughs> the 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 teams that do not efficiently churn the, bo- the bottom of their roster also tend to have bad offensive lines. They, they don't invest in, they, 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 want, they want to draft Henry Ruggs. <laughs> and, and so that, that's the, that's the trade off. You want to draft Henry Ruggs? Cool. Okay. You can't get Tristan Wirfs. Okay, fine. Right? By the way, Tristan Ebner
1: made the roster. He's very interesting. Runs a 4 4 3. Interesting. He could be good, Mike Weber. I, I like Debner, and so we'll see how they utilize all these backs. I'm not a huge Montgomery fan, so I would hope to see some more Khalil Herbert this year. Is there a huge Montgomery fan in the world? David Montgomery.
0: I hope. David Montgomery. <laughs> At least his mom. His significant other um, and and any other and, and his close family members. I think those would be the David Montgomery fans, and then that would be the list. Mm-hmm. Probably it. Again, respect David Montgomery all the time. I mean nothing but immense respect for everything he's done. His entire career, super tough man, playing hurt, uh, gladiator. Don't draft him. <laughs> Detroit Lions. I'm in love. I love this team. It's hard fair. knocks is is just. It's like it's it's hard knocks is. You get emotionally attached. It's confirmation bias. Yeah. On like fentanyl like <laughs> fentanyl. it's so strong it's so like I can only watch like five minutes of it or else I overdose it's really bad like I'm like I can't do this like it's so intense and I'm like I gotta shirt it I can't my body can't take it it's so fucking powerful watching all these guys that I love right I mean did you hear the joke that Jamal Williams did you hear it at the at the very end and I like I like I'll watch ten minutes of it and I'm like oh I gotta I gotta do something else I can't I can't and then I'll I'll play it and then I watch every second through through like the the credits and Jamal Williams goes Jamal Williams goes um, what what do you call James Bond taking a bath oh, I, I I forgot about this line Bubble Seven. that's right.
1: Yeah, I was laughing. My wife was like, it's not that funny. I'm like, it's actually really funny. It's such a dad joke. Dude, he's a
0: dad jokester. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I'm like, oh my God, this team. I'm so in love with this team. And then, okay, my daughter, this is this is a true story. She does not like things that I like. She actually typically would rather like things I don't like because she wants to be her own person. So and she's not, I mean, this is the thing with having girls versus boys like oftentimes the the girls they, they just want to do they're very headstrong as you know mm-hmm. um whereas it's much easier to like get your little boy to root for your team it's really pretty straightforward <laughs> right like my dad my grandfather they're patriots fans like i was like Hey, guys, I guess we're, we can't wait for the Patriots. Like, you know, they're watching and I'm there. And then, you know, my sister was always skeptical. Like, I'm going to be a Giants fan. You fuckers. You guys are idiots. You know, <laughs> I'm going to root for Parcells and, and Belichick. This is the 80s. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, you guys, you guys are rooting for Tony Eason and, and Steve Grogan. Morons. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So. So she's like, um, we're, 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 we're in, we're in, uh, I think, where were we? Cabo. And we were at a at a at a resort for Thanksgiving, and she was like, "It was the weirdest thing." She's like, "I really want to watch that football game," and I was like, "What football game?" I forgot there was one on. It was on early, you know, because you know in Cabo it's like the when you're like mountain time. Mm-hmm. It was like eleven a.m. I was like, "There's a football." Oh, that's right. I was like, "Lions Bears is on." I was like, "Why do you want to watch Lions Bears?" She was like, "I love the Lions." I was like, "What?" And she's like, "Yeah, because they don't they don't they don't have any wins." So I just want to root for them so bad. I want them to win so bad. I feel bad for them. And I'm like, okay, so again, sensibilities. This is great. You're the empathy, unbelievable. Um, and then, so she was like, we found, it, we found a found some place with this, a lobby or something where they were playing, they had the game on and she was like locked in. And it was like, a, you know, I think it might've been Amon Ross St. Brown's like first game where he started doing anything. I don't remember yeah. exactly, but Amon Ross St. Brown was super relevant. Uh, uh, Khalif Kal- uh, Raymond. It was just, it was crazy, right? Uh, Jamal Williams was, you know, that's why I think of Jamal Williams. I was like, wow, this is, this is. And then she goes, Dad, can we go to a Lions game this year? <laughs> like, at like w- whatever, at the Silver Dome or the Pontiac, whatever, right? And I'm like, you're shitting me. <laughs> like, this isn't real. You have to understand. I'm now a giant Lions fan. <laughs> Since that game in Cabo that we watched, I have become a Giant Lions fan for different reasons. For the for, because of this guy, Brad Holmes, which you don't need to know. <laughs> like, and he's a genius, and he does all the moves I would do if I were a general manager, right? They, they make all the same draft picks I would make, right? Except I would have gone Kayvon Thibodeau. Right? But I, Aiden Hutchinson looks like he's gonna be fine also. But anyway. Like I have so much Goff and and shark as you you you're like shark's like your favorite late round wide receiver. Yes, yes. DeAndre Swift could could be the new Christian McCaffrey this year. Definitely could. This offensive line is gonna be absolutely mauling
1: people. Ragnow, Sewell. Jamal Williams gets a nice bunt because they they cut Justin Jackson, they got rid of Igwabuki and and Jamal Williams has a nice path to a lot of touches this year. Monsters They've got
0: uh, Halapula Avaete T-A And Tyler Decker Taylor Decker Jonah Jackson It's not Tyler Decker and Taylor Decker It's only one Decker It's Taylor Decker That's the one I got wrong (laughs) That's the name I got wrong Uh, Jonah Jackson's a monster
1: You get like the most vanilla name wrong And then you get all these tough ones
0: I know I know. I'm not going to get Frank Ragnow wrong. (laughs) Frank Ragnow, great personality, too. Beast. Talking shit about ping pong. I mean, this guy, I mean, he's such a beast. Yeah,
1: he's so good. I've just, like,
0: we we are so all over, like, the target shares and the opportunity shares and the juke rates and the dominator ratings. And with this team... I just want to just geek out on like the dad jokes and how
1: tough these motherfuckers are. It's all I care about. It's like it's it's fandom. It's real fandom. We're talking about one of the I think it's going to be the number one line of football, but it's going to be at least top five. They're going
0: to be so amazing. And Craig Reynolds made the team. So he's he's one of these, you know, undrafted, unsung Daré Goomba Wale types can do it all. Nothing great, but works hard. Yep. interesting, interesting, right? They should have kept Tim Boyle. They kept Nick Sudfeld over Tim Boyle. I think it was a mistake. So they—they're not perfect. They're not perfect.
1: I like Tim Boyle. Yeah, Sudfeld's interesting though. I mean, he's—I—I I like Boyle a little bit more too. But I—it's—I'm I, yeah, curious as to why. We'll—we'll we'll, we'll definitely get to see why. Probably. We got to move on, dude. We got to move yeah. on.
0: We got to—we got to change our pants and move on. Okay. <laughs> The Packers are only keeping two running backs for now. That's it. Tyler Goodson gone. That was a surprise. He's explosive. But all these guys, these satellite backs, they're just like satellite backs. Eh. You know, Jerry Ely in Kansas City, eh. Tyler Beatty, eh. Goodson, eh. They're all out. It's crazy. They're going to start Lazard, Watkins, and Cobb. You know that.
1: I still think Romeo's involved a lot. He might be. This looks too good. Sammy Watkins will have his week 1 and then he'll fall off. That's what happens every year.
0: I'm just saying in week 1, I'm just warning you. I'm warning you.
1: Yeah, week 1 Sammy Watkins will be involved. He'll probably go, you know, two catches for 90 yards and two touchdowns. It's like what he does week 1 every year. It's like week 1 DFS Sammy Watkins is like a must start and then it's like then never matters again. Be aware of Tykevious Chandler, the depth running
0: back, fifth rounder. From North Carolina, he was playing behind Javante Williams and Michael Carter there. Then he was productive last year, super fast. They like him. They're putting Alexander Madison on the block because they want Chandler in that number 2 role, not in Wong Yu, and Wong Yu's a special teamer. They cut <laughs> Brian Kobach. That was sad. Brian Kobach deserves a shot. But when you're, when you're going up against... Uh, an elite special teamer and in Wang you and a Chandler and a guy they're trying to trade in Madison. You're just, it's a numbers game with Kobak. Yep. Kobak was productive and relatively athletic and he should latch on somewhere, monitor him. We talked about Amir Smith, Marset getting cut because he's just too intense. And the depth behind Irv Smith is absolutely terrifying. And I don't even want to even mention <laughs> who it is. There's nobody. It's really bad.
1: There's literally nobody.
0: I mean, I hope he's healthy and ready for week one. They're saying he's going to be. I hope so. I hope so. In Atlanta, the backfield is highly uncertain. Corderell Patterson's going to get your 40% opportunity share. Then you've got Damian Williams in there. He's going to get a 40% opportunity share. Then you've got Tyler Algier getting a 20% opportunity share.
1: I think that's pretty good at numbers, actually. Those are pretty accurate. That's like pretty close to what I have ranked. From production standpoint yeah everyone's way overdrafting tyler elger way overdrafting this isn't this isn't my first rodeo like uh, there's been a lot of rodeos and i've been at a lot of them where's where's your hat
0: not my first one
1: you have to have a hat and a belt buckle
0: i do have boots (laughs) uh do
1: you know who the backup tight end is you know who's behind kyle pitts curious yeah it's what's his name uh from the tennessee They, they brought him over parker hesse john fitzpatrick didn't, no, didn't they bring over what's his name? Did they just sign him? No, they brought him over a little bit ago. What's his name? No, they cut him. They cut Ferkser.
0: Oh, they cut Ferkser? I missed that. Yeah, Furs has gone. This is why I brought it up. Oh my god, I missed that. Yeah. Oh, bye bye, Caleb Huntley. Bye bye. So they're 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 confident in, in in their in their Patterson Algier Williams mush. That's what it is. It's mush. Uh, how soon does Ritter start? What week? Mm, mm. I don't... Mm. When's their bye. Is it right that the Carolina Panthers have five quarterbacks on the roster? Darnold out, Corral, IR, PJ Walker backing up Mayfield, but then also Jacob Eason on the practice squad? That's wild. Cody says Hubbard's the, the number two, not Foreman. Just letting you know.
1: <laughs>
0: and... Terrace Marshall's time in the league is waning.
1: Yeah, it doesn't seem to be like he's going to be missing.
0: They're preferring Shai Smith. They're adding LaVisca Chenault. I think Chenault slots right into the number three role. Probably. Shai Smith is valuable on special teams, and he has reliable hands. Something is not firing with Terrace Marshall. He's not in the right place he needs to be. Something's happening. I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. But it's 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 a fact that it's not happening.
1: Yeah, I'm so disappointed. I thought he was going to be a lot more. He's explosive, Nikhil Harry. Yeah, he is explosive, Nikhil Harry. That's right. (laughs) I just don't understand it,
0: and that's really. Baker Mayfield is going to be more impressive than most people are ready for.
1: I think so, too. And I think he fits this offense, and I think he's going to be able to dump off Chris McCaffrey. I think there's a lot of pieces that he's going to have to be successful.
0: This is why I drafted DJ Moore in the the Big Dog Bash. Love DJ Moore this year. Alvin Kamara. Some say— Not suspended. Some say that it doesn't matter, that his splits with Mark Ingram in recent years
1: are concerning. Maybe slightly, but he's going to be heavily, heavily, heavily involved.
0: Chris Olave is
1: really really good. He looks good.
0: And you're going to be very very happy you drafted him in all formats.
1: Yep, a lot of Chris Olave.
0: Michael Thomas getting hurt with the hamstring injury, trying to work his way back, it was a massive red flag to me. And Marquez Callaway is not dead yet. He made the roster, he was making big plays in preseason. He is one of the rare true
1: ex-receivers left in the league. I don't hate him. You also got to thank Michael Thomas is 29 plus years old, almost 30. Jarvis Laundrie is almost 30. Um, there's a lot of concern at the wide receiver core here where a can easily extend it to the number one or two spot.
0: And Adam Troutman can exceed expectations. Possibly. Possibly. Possibly.
1: Possibly. I think, I think Taysom Hill is going to be pretty heavily involved.
0: Uh, Kyle Trask has been impressive in preseason. Why can't he usurp Blaine Gabbert? I'm not sure. It's weird. <laughs> Keyshawn Vaughn. Keyshawn Vaughn is on the block for the right price. You can get Keyshawn Vaughn. I If I was a team, I'd
1: go after Vaughn. I think Vaughn has been criminally underused. I think that he has a chance to be very successful in the NFL. If... No, but for the right price, Billy. Round 5-6, get it done. I mean, dude...
0: When Kevin Harris is getting released and Tyler Beatty's getting released, there is no (laughs) right price. It's like sixth or seventh rounder. That's what these guys go for. Yeah, it's it's definitely a late, late pick. Just release Giovanni Bernard. Why hold on to this guy? Why hold on to this dusty guy? And hold on to Vaughn. He's valuable. He's good. I thought for sure he's going to be cut. What the hell are they doing? No idea. Jalen Darden holds on to a roster spot because of special teams. Cameron Brait is 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 going to get targets, but also Kyle Rudolph is going to be the blocking tight end. He's also going to steal some touchdowns. That's the problem with Cameron Brait. Russell Gage is still an incredible value because Mike Evans dealing with a hamstring injury. Julio Jones is is essentially a hamstring injury himself. (laughs) like he is just all hamstrings. Like he doesn't have any biceps. He doesn't have any other it's all hamstrings and they're all they're all a ticking time bomb.
1: And he's not going to make it a full year. We know that.
0: No. No. Because he is one of these players that has never really focused on his strength and conditioning and he's let his physicality and his athleticism get him as far as he's gotten. But if you're not super hyper dedicated to your strength and conditioning like Terrell Owens you're going to wash out at age 33. That's what happens. It happened to Andre Johnson. It happened even earlier to like a Demarius Thomas, RIP. And this is, this is the path. So yes. it, it's, it's what happens. It, 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 there's not, you can't stop it. You can't stop it. He was too good. He was too physically gifted to actually have an elongated career. It's, it's a paradox. So we got to go super rapid fire, get you out of here, right? Yeah, I got a draft in five minutes. You got a draft in five minutes. Okay, rapid fire. We got one minute per team. We got one minute per team. Final division, Arizona Cardinals. We like
1: Eno Benjamin. There's really nothing else to talk about. The only thing to talk about is Ertz and Rondell Moore may not be ready week one. This was a surprise. This was just just
0: released. Ertz, we were unfortunately suspicious that he hasn't been practicing at all. Rondell Moore's injury came out of the, 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 the clear blue sky, so that was uh, frustrating. Yep. Uh, Jordan Mason was kept by San Francisco. You need to go get him in Dynasty Leagues and stash him. And in Seattle, there's absolutely nothing interesting. Geno Smith is the starter. He is going to have weeks, and he's going to have some sneaky value in Superflex and 2QB Leagues. Which makes me really like Metcalf this year now. Yeah. And Travis Homer is likely the satellite back in Seattle. They're going to be playing from behind a lot. He's going to have a couple spike weeks similar to Amir Abdullah. You agree with that?
1: Yep, or Rex Burkhead.
0: And with the Rams, they kept Lance McCutcheon, productive, athletic, and Van Jefferson is highly questionable for week one. There's a clear path to the number three wide receiver job for Lance McCutcheon. He is absolutely... A player to monitor in Dynasty and stash where possible, and that is the.
1: There, there's so many like questions about it that. He, he could he could legitimately be missing, you know, multiple weeks, if not the whole season, in my opinion.
0: Oh, yeah. I think he's going to miss most of the season, but he might, like, come
1: back, like, acres or something, you know? Yeah, that's a possibility. But who knows? He's got those giant legs like A.J. Dillon. Maybe they're just made of steel and the bullet just, like, bounced off, you know? I'm just kidding.
0: I don't fucking know, man. All I know is <laughs> that fucking joke was amazing in the podcast. Like, it was. I was like, oh, my God, I think I did it. Uh, for hilarious. all these years, all these shows, I was like, holy shit, I think I got it. I think I got the funniest thing I've ever done. <laughs> um, but it's only funny because it was too soon. If it wasn't too soon, it wouldn't have been that funny. Like People don't understand that. like, It was like, Guys, this is the price. I have to put myself out there in order for it to be funny. Yep. If, it, if I don't put myself out there and take a risk, it's not funny.
1: Exactly. Come on. Work with me, people. No, I, I think you have to. Well, I, I've been flying so much. I've started my training on my plane and it's uh, it's been it's been a blast, don't get me wrong, but um, in order for the insurance to cover me, I have to have a minimum of fifteen flight hours in this plane and the trainer's only here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So you can imagine how many hours I've had. I mean, I'm literally flying four hours a day in the air, right? So it's uh tiring.
0: Yeah, what what's the deal with the tiring? Is it because like you got the sun and, and the 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 the, the sun? Ra- is it like the 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 um? What is it called? Like there's something with the sun, right? Like the you get you get you get that radiation plus. I don't
1: know the name of the I don't know air. The, there's the, the air science. and the the, and the air is thinner. So you, air is you, thinner.
0: You, so you're in you're like on a
1: mountain the whole time. You're also – you get more dehydrated because you – Dehydrated, okay, because of the pressure, right? And you don't want to drink a lot of water because what happens if you have to go to the bathroom? It's not like you just pull over and take a leak, right? You have to – you're in an airplane. <laughs> and so, so you know, and you're flying with someone you don't know. If it's my wife, I'm peeing into like a Gatorade bottle or something, you know? But it's – Oh, it's, my God. That's so true. So like you have to watch how much you eat, how much you you, you drink. And like I can't drink coffee and fl- and drink water the same morning I fly or else like forget about it. I'm not flying. Forget about it. I know I'm like that with coffee, and so that's part of it. But also the other tiring part is just you know you're constantly using your brain. You're constantly trying to stay ahead of the airplane. It's called like you're and I'm I'm flying what's considered a high performance airplane. This airplane can can breach 235 nautical miles an hour, so it can hit you know. Um, you know, do the math. What is it was 1.1 miles per hour. So 235 times 1.1. So it's going 258 miles per hour. And then if Jesus. you have a tailwind, you can actually hit 300 knots, right? And you don't realize you're going how? You don't know how fast you're going. You can't tell. No, no, you can absolutely tell. You have you, you can. Have, uh, yeah, you have not like. It, no, I know. Besides your instruments, if you weren't looking at instruments, you tell if you were looking at it, or is it just how fast the clouds are going by? Oh, no, if you it'd be really hard to tell if you're going if you don't have your instruments, right? Without instruments, you can't really tell, right? Yeah, but this plane is so high tech, like it tells me which direction the wind is coming from and how how strong it is, where the clouds are on the screens. It's a pretty high tech plane. It's I can't uh, wait to go with you, man. <laughs> it's a badass, but it's like you're constantly just learning. So like. Think about just like being in a classroom, but flying at the same time, and you're just constantly learning, 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 and it's like you can't mess up because like your life depends on it, right? So mm-hmm. you're you're sitting there and you're, you're oh yeah, you know yeah, that level of focus yeah.
0: is tiring. That is
1: so tiring. That many hours, and then I've been doing it now. This is day three. Tomorrow's day four. And um, I'm hoping to be done tomorrow, so I don't have to fly Friday. So we're gonna, we might do a six-hour flight day tomorrow, and then like two hours of ground. And so we're flying from Bend to Boise, Idaho, up to Walla Walla, Washington, and then back to Bend.
0: A little triangle.
1: <laughs> yeah, a little triangle. They exactly. should
0: call that triangle something. It's like the West, the, the I don't know, the Northern Pacific, the Northern Pacific Triangle, or something.
1: The Greater Idaho Triangle,
0: the Idaho Triangle. Yeah, sure, why not. State
1: of Jefferson Triangle.
0: The State of Jefferson. That's a good one. The Jefferson Triangle. There it is. That's it. We just <laughs> named it. Bingo.
1: Cool. 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 Yeah, man.
0: I missed you, man. I feel like I haven't talked to you in forever.
1: Yeah, it's been what two weeks? It's crazy. It has been. Yeah, I was. I'm like, I'm like, oh, hello, stranger. So we did the the podcast what two weeks ago, but I was like 104 COVID. Yeah. Oh then,
0: yeah, you weren't even yourself then either.
1: No, I was like out of it. I went back and watched the show. And I was like.
0: Oh my god! I'm so happy.
1: I also like. I also uh,
0: shit on that guy. That I was in that Nick Ercolano show. That Nick Ercolano uh, sh- uh, league that was like an NFT. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And like he took all the shit from people because you know it's basically like a fan support league. Yep. And like they were like the payouts not proportionate. You know, and all, you know, some asshole was like, give him all the shit and like made him, you know, he sort of like apologized and it was really shitty. Like I hated the <laughs> whole thing from, from afar. I, I despise what was going on, you know? Yeah. Um. So then I, I, but it's in the bit in the back of my mind forever. I'm like, I can't wait to fucking talk about this. And I was like, I will talk about it when I go on the show. I mean, when I do the league. So I did the draft on Sunday. Yeah. And I was like. Now I'll talk about it. it. Like, you know, I could have talked about it while it was happening. I could have. But I said, you know what? I'll put it in the can. <laughs> I'll let stew for a little bit. I have in the back of my mind. No, there's just no rush. I don't need to. It's it's an evergreen topic about creators mm-hmm. and criticism and all that shit. Um, And I can bring it out whenever I want. And exactly. I was like, I kind of feel like talking about it now. So here you go, asshole. Um, <laughs> You know? Why don't you, my rule is, like I feel like technology, like blogs and articles and the internet, like you know how like internet, uh, Twitter should have italics if you're sarcastic. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. Sarcastic button and it turns italics, that'd be cool. Um, So they can retone? Yeah, I mean, because it's just annoying when people don't know, you're joking. So that's the best part. Sometimes I know that's the thing. It's like, I can see why they don't do it. Cause then it's, it creates actually more engagement because people are not sure. Yeah. Uh, it would almost create less engagement if people knew exactly what your tone was. So I
1: sort of understand, but it's like everybody sarcastically saying that J- Jalen Rager is going to be dropping down Justin Jefferson.
0: Today. Yeah, I
1: know. I mean, <laughs>
0: so yeah, the JJ had a good one. He's like, uh, when you're, When Your Colleague Becomes Your Boss. Yes. You know, it kind of feels that way. Um, Discuss Antonio Gibson Summer Roller Coaster. Damian Mm -hmm. Pierce. Damian Pierce. Uh, What is the, what is the, that, what what
1: is it? Piercing, piercing the RB1 territory. Oh, man. I don't know if I can do a play on words like that. (laughs) <laughs> what's the the
0: Hindenburg um hydrogen 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 balloon how about a hydrogen balloon that's kind of a funny thing right yeah hydrogen balloon it's still the wrong offense for that kind of ADP don't you think or are you
1: in um I mean he's kind of a two down back I I don't know how involved he's gonna be in the passing game and if he's a two down back I don't I, it might be it might be a bad it might be priced out honestly aren't People get, setting themselves up to get heartbroken by fucking I Burkhead. So. I mean, I can't believe Burkhead beat out Mac. I was so shocked, actually. I was like, man, that's my biggest whiff of the offseason, actually, so far. Um, God, I saw people mentioning you on Twitter over that shit. I'm just like, shut the fuck up. God. Oh, I get called that all the time on stuff like that. I'm, I'm fine with it. People, people are so dumb. <laughs> you know what, though? For around 17 to 20 pick. I'm fine with
0: that. That's it. what I'm talking about. It's, wasn't it wasn't like it was a fifth rounder, you fuckers.
1: You know? God damn it makes me crazy. He cleared waivers. He's back on the practice squad. So if he, um, if anything happens and they don't like it, they'll just call him up. Yeah, what's up with the, the, the no one claiming good players? It's really weird. I think they're just giving rookies I mean, better shots right now. I was actually surprised with Tyler Batty and them signing. Beatty is crazy. The, the Beatty thing... Uh, uh, Kevin Harris is
0: crazy there's so much crazy shit yeah Kevin and, uh, they, Harris. they're keeping they're keeping shitty players they're signing fucking Michelle what are you doing they're keeping Benny Snell what is happening <laughs> you know they're letting so many like it's I think it's egregious I was saying like to these guys this would this is it I'm ne- if I'm if I'm an NFL general manager, I'm never drafting the running back again. Why would I ever draft a running back when I can just go to the waiver wire on August 30th and get
1: a Kevin Harris and a Tyler Beatty? Why would I ever? So the funniest thing about it, I think what they should do is they should allow like a GM to create a team off of all the cuts and waiver wires right now. And then if it beats the an NFL team, they get to stay in the NFL and that other team gets to come out. That would be cool. <laughs> kind of like a guillotine or whatever it's called.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Or like a relegation <laughs> thing. That's cool. Relegation.
1: That was what I was looking for. Thank
0: yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. No, no, It's funny. I like that. Hydrogen balloon. Yeah, you got to know what that means. You got to know how dangerous that is. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, all right. The sh- that fucking show is live. Oh, my God. I love it. I always get like a little tingle when I know something is hilarious that I just put out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like someone... Oh, I'm not going to compare mm-hmm. myself to a comedian or anything, but... Um, it's like in the middle of the show. If you were curious, it's at like the one thirty mark. Um yeah. if you want to just fast forward to it.
1: Yeah, once we're done here, I'll take a look at listen it's, to it.
0: It's worth your time. It is worth one, your time. One hour thirty or one minute? Yeah, 30. one hour thirty. Yeah, the yeah. one hour thirty mark. Um I think you'll I you okay. So the the one of the tests is you already know what it is. And so it's not a
1: surprise. So mm-hmm. then the
0: question is, will you laugh?
1: Probably. See what I'm saying. Yeah, you. Th- I, I got to listen before and and just feel the the build up because it's not the same if you just fast forward to it. In my opinion.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, if you want to listen to the whole thing, I mean, it's a great show. I mean, JJ's awesome, so it's definitely it's. A, I think it's worth everybody's time to listen to the whole thing. But I know you're busy. Um, it's like you can you can't listen to. I mean, you can't listen to shit while you're flying, even if you're really experienced. Can you? No, you, you can. Oh, once you're experienced, you can. Yeah, I mean, I've done it. I mean, I have a hundred. I mean, music I
1: could see doing, but maybe not podcasts. No, you're you're fine because what happens is if if anything important comes over the headset, it it automatically cuts out anything else you're listening to.
0: Oh, like when they come on and do an announcement.
1: Correct. It's like a PA system or something. Yeah, it's the same thing. Okay, that's yeah. cool. All right, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. It, it immediately cuts out where you're listening to, so you can go that. So if you're just cruising, plus like in like like the airplane I have now is autopilot. So once you get up and set, you're boom. Like you, you're sitting back and you're just like mon- you're more of a, a system analyst now at that point. So you basically bought like a Tesla version of a plane, almost. Uh, it's more like in terms, um, of, in terms
0: of technology. I mean, it's not electric, but
1: no, it's more like a it's more like a Porsche. Yeah. It's like
0: a it's yeah. it's like it's like, a, it's like a high. Don't some planes have Porsche engines? Or is that like measurement? Is that like
1: from is what is that like World War Two? I have no idea. This one is. Um, This is a 310 horsepower horizontally opposed engine and it's – I mean this plane – I've pushed the limit of what I thought a plane could do this week because I came from like a 172. So like this type of plane, like to be able to go down like ground level and then just power to the metal and go for a go around and be able to climb out as fast as you can. Like we're climbing up. So are you going
0: down and like getting close to the ground and and then pulling up out of it?
1: Yes. And it's called it's it's a go around. So and he's having me go down, almost touching the ground, doing a go around. But in
0: the field. So if something happens,
1: no, it's, it's on an, it's on it's on an airstrip.
0: No, it's on an air. Yeah, right. It's on an airstrip. It's a place where if it, if something went wrong, you could land. You could land.
1: Yeah. And and then so we're going out and then this airplane climbs at fourteen hundred feet per minute.
0: So <laughs> you're just going and swooping your dude. That's kind of like Top Gun. That's kind of like a flyby. You're swooping
1: down in and up. <laughs> They're going way faster. But yes, same, same, same process. I know, but this is kind of a similar. So we did an engine out today and you just, you pull the power and simulate your engine out and you, and you just nose up to hit 108 and you glide. And then you just like wing down and just like, gl- like kind of like sideways, glide down through the air and then like straighten out before the runway and land. <laughs> that was p- pretty exhilarating. Yeah,
0: man. I mean, so cool by the That's way. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I hope that that's by far and away the closest you ever are to one of these goddamn shootings.
1: Oh, geez. Isn't that
0: crazy? Fuck me. That shit just, I don't know why, but like when I know people,
1: I just, it gets, it it, it fucking weirds me out. I had a buddy who was in the store with his five kids uh, less than an hour before it happened. The Safeway? The same spot. He was was in the store with his five kids and his wife less than an hour before it happened. That's just so wrong. And the craziest thing about it is the name. Look, the, the shooter's name looks so familiar. I want to go through, but I'm probably I'm like sixty five percent sure that guy applied to my store like less than three months ago. I was gonna say job application, and I think his his name looked so familiar. So I think it was a job application, like like less like like within like the the, the near past. These fuckers need to stop with the grocery stores. Yeah. So Honestly. apparently he was initially an original plan was a school, it said. And and I mean, thank God he changed his plans. I hate to say that, but I'd rather it be, you know, adults than children. Uh, you have to pick lesser of the two evils, I guess. But I would 100% rather it be where it was than a school if you have to choose. I mean, it it sucks regardless of how you look at it. And it's a horrible situation. My thoughts and prayers are to the families that were affected, but at least it wasn't a school, you know? I don't even know how you rationalize with that. And then he just killed himself. Yeah. Like a total fucking coward. A pussy. What a fucking coward. Fuck you. Seriously. Fuck you. I, when I heard the shooter was down, I was like, because it's Central God, Oregon. What P- a people packed. Pussy. And what I was a like, pussy
0: ass coward piece of shit.
1: Seriously. I was people like, are I like, hope. Pieces of shit. I was like, I hope a good Samaritan shot him. That was like my hope. Was like a, another armed citizen had had took him out because Central Oregon, man, this is this is like it, it's it's a lot more liberal yeah, now. No, I know people have country. guns there, dude. There's yeah. like ranchers and shit. <laughs> There's all sorts of ranchers out east, and so I was hoping that Good Samaritan shot him, but no, he took himself out. Ugh, I'm pulling you. up uh, candidates for now. God, what a fucker. Ugh. So
0: the show, you know, I guess. We can go team by team and just talk about the news and the movements and yep. like, you know, because we uh, – oh, Trey Sermon was cut.
1: Yeah, I, that that's obvious. I knew, I've i been saying that for like a month. So that's good for uh, Tyrion Davis Price. Good for Tyrion Davis Price. I mean Mason is now the, the, the deep, deep back to own. Ma- Mason is interesting. He only runs a 4-7. But I definitely think TDP now is, is, I mean, I own a shit ton of them, but it definitely secures in TDP and secures in Wilson. All right, so that's cool. And, you know, what's interesting is players are getting put on
0: injured reserve, too. So, yep. um, oh, I also love how Darren Waller practiced with this uh, hamstring injury, hamstring slash contract injury. I wonder how
1: much of it is a hamstring and how much of him just, like, not pay me. A uh, 100 contract, zero hamstring. <laughs> that's what I think, too. <laughs> Uh, there was a political
0: move where Amir Smith-Marset got cut because of politics. He had a, uh, you know, they basically chose the cornerback over him. He and a cornerback had a feud and he said, sleep with your eyes open. (laughs) And then the cornerback was like, listen, I can't, I don't feel safe with this motherfucker. Literally. Um, you guys got to cut him and they cut him. So, I mean, if you have a choice of a, a a first round cornerback or a fifth round receiver, you're going to pick the first round corner.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I mean, I know you like Amir, Amir Smith Marset, but I thought he was okay. He's just it, okay. He's he's a metric guy. He is. He's a metric guy. He's special teams. He's a very
0: nifty player. Um, I like him. I think he's going to land somewhere else. I think he's very intense.
1: Um, I mean, he should probably go to like the Bears or even Atlanta. Honestly,
0: if if you cut a guy like that, then you got to be ready for your in division rival to sign him. Yep, and for him to go to the Bears, I mean, the Bears have nobody. I mean, God, (laughs) how the fuck did they not sign him? He's definitely a guy that should be on a team. He he he's good on special teams. I mean, Jalen Darden, uh, you know, Mira Smith Marsat, they're gonna have roles. They're gonna have probably be on teams till they're thirty. So, um, let's see. Gallup went to the Pop. Yeah, Packers only keeping two running backs. That's interesting. That is very interesting. That is dangerous, and I can't imagine that stays that way. i got to take a look at the practice squad.
1: I haven't followed practice squad signings yet. They need to They need to sign Kevin Harris. They have to sign Kevin Harris. Well, they'll probably clear waivers, and they'll have him on the practice squad. They can
0: call him up, so it's probably not a big deal, honestly. I mean, I guess they can't. Can they sign Kevin Harris and, and not let the Patriots stash him? To the practice squad, or can only the Patriots put him on the practice squad? If you sign him, do you have to put him on your active roster? Correct. So that's why most people can stash him. But if they have only two players on the, they
1: they could they could put him on the active roster. Yeah. So like, for instance, like Jermichael Hasty. Oh, they could have got Beatty too. God, the idiots. Jermichael Hasty was, you know, but how are you gonna sign someone to your 53-man roster when you haven't even seen them? That's the thing. Right? It's like you got to bring him in, so it's either you're going to cut him right away. You could bring him in. You're like, oh, this guy's not going to fit or he's not going to work in this system, and then you got to cut him again, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got to make another roster move. So I get why they don't do it, but some of these players should be on rosters. The Niners, though, it's going to be interesting how they, they utilize everybody this year.
0: Yeah, Hasty, Waved, and Sermon, yep. which makes sense. I mean, they're down to three running backs now, right, with Mason, Tarion Davis-Price, and Mitchell. Who else? Wilson. Wilson yeah, it's, and it's Mason. Four, it's
1: four running backs. It's,
0: it's four. So they didn't. Si- they were worried that they couldn't stash Mason on the fucking. Of all the players, they they didn't think they could
1: stash Mason. So and Jamichael Hasty was signed today by Jacksonville. So that he got picked up because they cut they cut Hasty yesterday. So they cut Hasty yesterday and then they cut Sermon today. How is a team signing Hasty but not Kevin Harris
0: or Tyler? <laughs> Bain? This is what I don't understand. This is what drives me nuts. <laughs> it's so obvious How is it not obvious Devin Ozzy should be on a team yeah maybe I mean
1: he's a, he's a college he's a college uh he's a college tight end he's not an NFL tight end, in my opinion
0: he's a he's a college producer well I mean it's interesting I mean they they that the, the, both those guys that they Kenyon Drake going to the, the the Ravens that kind of hurts my Mike Davis in week one yeah I've been
1: I've been loading up on Davis late too it's uh, I still annoying. think I still think Davis is going to be the guy
0: week one. All right. So let's just run through all the teams. Let's do it real quick. Run through all the teams. Fuck it. Let's just run through all of them. So i the depth charts. I'm going to start the show. Okay. You ready? Right. Yep. Oh, I'm about to cross 10,000 followers on TikTok. I did a series Woo-hoo. called The Perfect Draft. I saw that. And from the one hole through the 12 hole. I should have just sent you my boards.
1: <laughs> but I'm
0: dumps. And uh, <laughs> some of them got like 120,000 views. That's awesome. And it's going to rocket us past uh, 10,000 followers. And then I'm retiring from TikTok. <laughs> so go follow me on TikTok. I'm retiring. All right? You ready? I'm ready. The Dominator is now. And back.
1: Real quick, a little off topic, but doesn't Matthew Slater look like he's like fifty and like he's coaching?
0: Run, 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 run,
1: run, run, and hide. You know what we should do? We should do like a, an, an analyst spelling bee in pronunciation, like just like have it giving people names and they have to spell it and pronounce it.
0: No, I, I know. You take a penny and then you get a dime and then you move up yeah. to
1: a quarter and then a dollar and the next thing you know, you're a millionaire. Exactly, and then the next thing you know, you turn Brevin Jordan into Jonathan Taylor. No, yes, yes,
0: yes Billy, I'm aware of this <laughs> this cliche. Yes, Billy, yes, <laughs> very aware. I I also know this is this is how this is how you and I are. You know, I'm a little snobbier when it comes to these things, and that's fine. You are the grinder that we want, the grinder that we need.
1: That's a really good running back core, by the way. Thank you. Are you in a four man league?
0: No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm
1: kidding. Damn, you're in a lot deeper leagues than I am. Um, yeah, I I don't have much to say about Sam Alinker. <laughs> right? I mean, come on. He's now the
0: guy behind the guy behind the guy, but he could be the guy behind the guy. Yes.
1: Yes.
0: I am shocked they don't like Snoop Connor. <laughs> that is shocking to me. That is absolutely shocking. The guy that's just the most average running back in the <laughs> history of the SEC, that they would not like that guy. I am shocked. That team. I mean, oh, God. It, it, it's just... It, I, I'm so glad I don't live in Jacksonville and cheer for that team. It would be so difficult. Shot uh, our uh, permission to... Uh, <laughs> permission to pick up Kyle Phillips. <laughs> He's now the number two. <laughs> all I'm saying is, there's a chance. You're
1: saying there's a chance.
0: See, I pay attention to these things.
1: See, <laughs> can
0: I just ask you a question? Go for it. Did you know that I pay this close of attention to all these rosters?
1: Yes. Would not shock me.
0: Oh, okay. At all. Uh, all right. What? Well, I- <laughs> cool. Right, so you're not that impressed. <laughs> uh, I kind of expect it, actually. I it i'm glad that you expect it because i didn't <laughs> think that i didn't know that you expected it <laughs> bam i mean nothing but immense respect for everything he's done his entire career super tough man playing hurt uh gladiator don't draft it it's confirmation bias yeah on like fentanyl What do you call James Bond taking a bath?
1: Oh, I, I, I forgot about this line. Bubble 07. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I was laughing. My wife was like, it's not that funny. I'm like, it's actually really funny. It's such a dad joke.
0: He's a dad jokester. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I'm like, oh, my God, this team. I'm so in love with this team. Interesting. Interesting. Right. We gotta move on, dude. We gotta move yeah. on. We gotta we gotta change our pants and move on. Okay. <laughs> you know, this isn't this isn't my first rodeo. Like, no. uh, there's been a lot of rodeos, and I've been at a lot of them. Just saying there's a chance